questions, more questions about the nuclear family than anything is why is it even called the nuclear yeah. family? So if you're listening, nuclear family, go ahead and message <laughs> us and let us know why you're called that. You know, there's a Green Day song called Nuclear Family. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. No. Yep. Is it good? And it's all right. It's <laughs> it's Green Day. It's it's Green yeah. Day past the year 1997. Um, I don't think I've heard any of it. I mean, I've heard like the hits. I yeah, guess. you. I mean, you I'm know? sure you've heard um, "Wake Me Up When September Ends." Yeah, which is yeah. mostly okay. at funerals. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you know. Okay, so Ow, actually, I just hurt my own heart making that <laughs> terribly morbid joke. <laughs> Ouch. accelerative thrust i am dan and i'm eric <laughs> and um we've always been dan and eric as far as we know as far as I we mean, know except for yeah. when we decided that i was eric and you were dan we did that a couple of well times. and then we decided that uh you and i were both eric once did we really yeah that, oh, that you, we also- you were a figment of my imagination <laughs> Didn't we also do one where uh, I was Derek and you were Ian or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So anyway. Nice. Um, yeah. I, well, I guess we can talk about this next part when we get to the records. I was okay. going to talk, try to figure out who was going to talk about the uh, new Metallica song yeah. that just came out. Is there a new Metallica song? Yes. It's called Lex Eternia. Lex Eternia? Lex Eternia and the new album that's coming out in april is called 72 seasons what does any of this mean i don't know but what'd you, what'd you say lexa what lex eternia so like eight you know how it like, sounds like an eczema medicine <laughs> yo yeah well you know how okay it's, nothing it's, is everything it's, it's, <laughs> That's the oh, new Metallica dude, song. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's one of my know. favorite songs. <laughs> Nothing is everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta, hopefully gotta we be. don't get sued by Sky Busy. Yeah, Lex Eternia. Yeah, Lex decides, <laughs> decides to sue us. Hey, <laughs> you know, we're just trying to help people with eczema. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, so the, the song sounds... Like a like a very glossy, overproduced version of like something off of Kill 'Em All, kind of. Hmm. Like, but it's it doesn't sound like Kill 'Em All. It's I don't think they would ever go back to that production, you know. Yeah. But yeah. It, it it sounds like that with like a very interesting solo from Kirk. And hmm. I don't know. It's cool. not the worst thing I've ever heard. Right. I'll tell I'll you that. Check it out. Okay, real quick. <laughs> yes. I know you wanted to go into a thing, but before <laughs> you go into that thing, um, did you hear about Bruce Dickinson and how he's been like a total like boomer lately? <laughs> no. Oh, dude. He uh he like lashed out on some kids smoking weed at I on an Iron Maiden concert. <laughs> like and, and and I guess. I guess that he he said 
Sounds like it was like Steve Harris, who was actually the one that was more like, like bitching about it or something. Huh. And Bruce Dickinson, and by the way, it's not just me. It's also this guy over here. And he pointed to like Steve Harris. And I'm yeah. like, Boomer are you guys telling me that in <laughs> your career as Iron Maiden, you did not know that there were probably a huge percentage of people, not just kids, but people of all ages that smoked weed yeah <laughs> listening to iron i mean come on if you guys aren't I, yeah. users yourselves i actually i would venture to guess that there are no iron maiden fans that have not smoked weed. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> like i think you get some weed with the when you buy an iron maiden t-shirt right yeah i mean exactly like have here's you seen, your weed <laughs> yeah have <laughs> like an auto from the simpsons type character <laughs> yeah like you see you have enjoy, to start your buying... new, enjoy your new shirt man here's some weed. <laughs> we pulled over a truckload of uh killers reissues <laughs> we found like a whole bunch of them they were stocked yeah like so they like iron maiden like records start to become illegal officials seized 40 kilos of Iron Maiden tips. <laughs> anyway, I just oh, thought boy. that that was hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's dumb. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So uh, you have some questions about Spotify. <laughs> well, okay. So here's the deal. I don't want to go off, but I'm going to have to, I think. Um, so people have been posting their uh, Instagram wrapped, right? like what sure. you've listened to this year and all that stuff. And there's been quite a few people that are like angry about it or, or think that Spotify is like evil, you know, and they've been really vocal about telling people, you know, Spotify sucks and you telling us what you listen to sucks and you don't support music and you suck. Maybe Maybe I'm exaggerating that a little bit, but that's how it sort of felt. So I asked a few questions on my Instagram about it mm -hmm. because there were some things I couldn't quite figure out. Like, sure. Here's the deal. Everyone on Spotify put their music on Spotify. Right. We're, the musicians who have their music on Spotify aren't indentured servants. Like, right. It's not like slave labor or something. Like, sure. either you put it on there yourself or you signed a contract with a record label and they put it on there. But regardless, you were involved in getting your music on there. So I don't quite understand why everyone's like acting like, I don't know, that it's exploitive or, or, or whatever. Yeah, um, it's it's that, weird. That is, that is odd to me because I think that Spotify can't be any worse than any of the other streaming platforms when it comes to like, um, yeah, how much artists are getting paid. Well, yeah, and I I looked into that too because that bothered me that people were like, well, you should be, you should just use Apple Music because they pay more. Okay, so Spotify pays point zero zero four cents per play. Okay. Wow. Which is not good not at I mean, all I whatever did, i did not realize but that. apple music pays 0. 0.007 cents oh yeah so, that's a lot better <laughs> yeah three thousandths of a cent a whole three cents more <laughs> uh 
and that's a that's a better or actually no that's not even that's not even right no three cents sorry so wait a minute so you're telling me that no not even three cents three thousand wow so you you hold on a second you're telling me that artists on no matter what it is whether it's apple or spotify doesn't even get paid a cent per per stream yep wow i did not realize that yeah and so the whole thing is 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 flawed of course but Mm -hmm. i don't know i just i just don't think that anyone expecting to make money as a musician off of their streams on spotify i just think that's a little ridiculous and yes and they are taking advantage of the musicians fine yeah but everyone signed up for it well i don't know okay so here's (laughs) here's what i'm gonna say i did not and i am not going to post my um spotify wrap-up thing this year Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you why i don't believe it (laughs) I, i think i no seriously i do not believe it the number one artist i'll tell you right now yeah was Tom Karauna or whatever his name is, the record that we reviewed, uh, the Strange Planet soundtrack. You remember that? Yeah. The uh, hip hop with all the... Um... Yeah. Yeah, okay. it was a cool record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a very cool record. That was my number one listened to artist. Wow. And it said that I listened to him four times. Four? You number didn't listen one. to anything else more than four times? Yeah, exactly. Num- so number wow. one, I did not listen to... <laughs> I, I guarantee I listened to that record more than four times. <laughs> that's that's uh, number one. Number two, I guarantee there are other records and artists that I listen to way more than that. Not that I, I love that record. It's a great record. Mm-hmm. So if Spotify is going to, um, if they're going to conspire against me and my tastes, <laughs> then I can't be a part of, um, I mean, to me, it's like I just, I've banned the platform in terms of <laughs> I'm still going to listen to it. Cause I love, yeah. I actually really like Spotify, mm-hmm. but um, I've banned the 2022 wrap up for this year. Yeah. Next year, if they're not conspiring against me, <laughs> yeah. then maybe I will. But nice. so that's why I'm not going to, but yeah. I'll just let you know that that's what, that was my number one pick. The rest of it wow. was just like, wait a minute. What? I'm mad. Yeah. I'm mad at Spotify for that. But okay, that all so, yeah. So I asked a, a few questions on my Instagram about it. Yeah, I asked, yeah. do you feel you are being exploited by Spotify? Yeah. All right. Fifty-five <laughs> percent uh, of the people who answered answered yes. Forty-five said no. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to judge. I'm just going to tell you the results. Right. Right. Uh, the next question was, if so, why don't you remove your music from Spotify? Right? Kind of makes sense, I think. Yeah, 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 sure. Most people that actually responded to that were just like, no one's making enough money for it to actually matter anyway. So yeah. I go through the Which is, yeah, act of removing sense. it. Yeah. Let's see. The next question was, also, does the 0.002 cents difference between the streaming, other streaming services make a difference? And obviously everyone said no. I wasn't trying to have a loaded question there. I no, really yeah, thought yeah. if if you really think that that makes a difference, you know, let me know. And that was pretty much it. But yeah, I don't know. It just got under my skin. I, I Sometimes I feel like 
and here's the thing i like spotify but i also have my issues with it you sure. know like if spotify could come up with some way to sell physical media like Bandcamp, mm-hmm. that'd be sick and of course yeah. it would be amazing yeah but Bandcamp is where you put your stuff to sell it to make mm-hmm. money on it mm-hmm. and spotify to me is just an advertising site yeah that's that's exactly you know? what i was going to say if you're if you're relying on I still think that it's a good idea to have your music on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple, YouTube, all yeah. these places where you're not going to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. Because if nothing else on YouTube, you can show your videos sure. on on Spotify and Apple and what other streaming platforms are out there. Uh, SoundCloud, whatever. Yeah. You can you can your music can be listened to for free. And so then you have your band camp where you can actually literally run a store from. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to make any money at all as a musician, an independent musician these days, that's where you got to go if you're planning on doing that. But yeah. then on top of that, you just have to make sure that you have some level of promotion and presentation in order to, um, you know, I think, I think what this, kind of proves more than anything is that the idea that physical copy does not matter in 2022 or 2023 or the future and so on that idea i think is completely like bonkers like i I still think physical media matters because if you're going to uh maybe it doesn't matter as much as it did in the 90s but if you're going to um plan on making any sort of living off of music mm-hmm. if that's what your plan is you're gonna have to have some sort of product to sell that's not just streaming you know on youtube yeah. or not just a youtube channel where you know or a tiktok or anything like that like it's important to have your music available on all those platforms because mm-hmm. for better or for worse that's how a lot of people are discovering new music nowadays. For sure. Probably the majority of young people yeah. are discovering music through 30 second clips on TikTok. Right. I hate yeah. it. I, I hate yeah. that. But yeah. I also grew up in a different time and I also understand the importance of um sort of having to now, and this is coming from someone who doesn't have a TikTok and probably never will have a TikTok, mm-hmm. but I do understand the importance of having a TikTok if you're trying to reach sure. like, you know, as many people as possible with your music. If that's what your plan is, yeah. and that is what your what your desire is with your music. Right. So here's the deal. All everyone finding music through other sources on the internet, if you really like that band that you heard on TikTok or you discovered on Spotify. Like, if you're a cool person, if you're decent, you'll probably go over to Bandcamp or go to their website and actually buy some something right. from them that's, or go see them play live. Exactly. And so you have a better chance of more people supporting you because they discovered you. Like, right. that is only logical. And so, I don't know. It's just like this, this funny thing. Sometimes I just got to say, I think people hate it when other people have fun. And I and and try to like I don't know make them feel bad or point out what's wrong with everything that they like you know yeah. 
Like yeah. I can say right now that every artist is problematic on some level. Sure. Every company is problematic on some level. Sure. And so I don't know what to do about that. Like today I had to buy a pillow. Where the fuck do you go buy a pillow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you could to- order one from Amazon or you can go to Target or Walmart. Yep. And there's no uh, local independent pillow stores that I know of, you know? Yeah. And so I don't know. Just sometimes I think, um, and I guess, you know, I should have just made my own pillow. That's what someone will tell me, but I don't know how to make a pillow. Right. <laughs> you know, I just feel like, yeah, I just feel like sometimes um, it, it gets a little overwhelming that we're not allowed to like anything anymore. Boomer tape. So I don't know. It's it's really hard to not exist in mm-hmm. a capitalist machine. It's now you do what they told you. Especially yeah. when I mean I don't know. Like well, when we live in America, that's the number one reason why it's so tough. And now you do what they told you. Yeah. But number two, it's also like, how else are we going to pay our rent? Now you do what they told you. I don't know. You know, it's I don't know. Yeah. It's, For me, it, would, it just seemed a little bit more like you know people being haters a little bit yeah i'm not trying to pick a fight here with anyone and i'm not even thinking of anyone specifically i just know that i didn't i had an internal struggle about posting mine because i was like oh some people are gonna think i'm an idiot and don't support local music or something you know what i mean like i had to have that second guessing having fun and sharing with my friends because because people I don't know, might think I'm not down or whatever. So I, it, that's just frustrating, you know? So here's another observation mm-hmm. um, before we move on to yeah. the, uh, you know, actual, well, I guess, I don't know, what is the actual meat of the show? Um, but The anyway. actual meat of this show is us supporting local music. <laughs> yes, there we go. That's it. Yeah, of, of this particular episode. Yeah. And spreading yes. it. Although, I mean, maybe you don't listen to this uh, podcast on Spotify, but chances are you do. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's another observation. Mm-hmm. I've noticed it didn't, the Spotify thing didn't really become a problem until this year. Yeah. Uh, have you noticed that? Like, no one really like cared. No one really gave yeah. a shit until this year. And what happened this year? Neil Young pulled his music. Mm. Because of the Joe Rogan situation. Uh, so maybe let's think about it. that. I, yeah. I would not be surprised if politics uh, play a part <laughs> in some of the some of the uh, hatred towards Spotify, Weird. which, in my opinion, um, which and that could be a completely wrong observation. Who yeah. knows? But nonetheless, um, I guarantee that tons more people than who you see have probably been kind of boycotting spotify after Mm. the whole joe rogan sort of thing you know what i mean yeah the joe rogan neil young situation Mm -hmm. i don't know man it's i still like neil young's music Mm -hmm. and uh you know that's where um that's all i'll say about that (laughs) you know what i mean and well okay uh, (laughs) i shouldn't say i like neil young's music i should say that i like some of neil young's music and i like his hair so, you like Neil Young's hair? Yeah, I like it. It's cool. It reminds me of um a fraggle. Sort of. <laughs> what about Joe Rogan's hair? 
yeah, that kind of reminds me of a fraggle too okay yes or a dozer actually a dozer <laughs> um should we talk about what we're doing this episode? i think we should talk about what we're doing so a lot of new local stuff came out this year um that we didn't have an opportunity to get to uh before this point so we decided to just do sort of a local music roundup so we're gonna review five releases today all from uh iowa artists let's talk about the music let's talk about the music come on everybody it's record time and what was the first one we agreed that we were going to talk about we're going to talk about Moody Marlin. Moody Marlin. Moody Marlin. Moody Marlin. I loved this release. It's uh, put out by Pokey's Records, um, which we've reviewed uh, three of the releases in the past. Um, Pokey's Records is run by uh, Dolly Speary. Um who plays in PSYOP and runs this label and is just very busy person all the time doing it, doing it themselves. D I T. Uh, yeah, you should check it out on Bandcamp. It has a nice write up of what this is and who, uh, probably played on it or was involved in it somehow. Um, but it sounds like, uh, this is a collection of songs by the infamous Moody Marlin, pieced together over years of traveling, wrong turns, and fast friendship. So, um, yeah, this seems like uh, more of a collection of ideas and songs that have been being assembled, like like it said, over um, some years. And it's split into two sides, side A, side B, um, and those are continuous tracks. Uh, I would say that they could be separated by song title. Um, they're definitely songs within the the tracks, side A and side B, um, but they do flow together and never really pause or let you know that they are separate songs. Um, I, I loved this. I had a blast listening to it. Um, I really adored it. I loved every aspect of it. It's... Um, goofy and creepy and just totally untethered from any sort of semblance of reality like it is really pretty out there stuff but presented in a really musical way and a really fun experimental way um it's a lot of it is strange rock and roll kind of feel like literal rock and roll um Kind of like if you ever listen to, um, oh, uh, Martin Rev from Suicide, his solo stuff, um, really outsider rock and roll stuff. Sounds like Buddy Holly uh, nodding off. Uh, and it, it's amazing stuff. This sort of had that feel to it for me as well. Just kind of like rock and roll filtered through total weirdness um it also veers into like kind of like psych country like psychedelic country stuff which you know had its moment mostly in the late 60s early 70s um but it goes everywhere there's reggae uh a lot of it has 
fake drum beat. Some of it's real. Uh, a lot of it sounds as if it were recorded live in the moment, but then also has a really clear sound to a lot of it too. That sounds like, you know, the drum set might've been mic'd or the piano might've been mic'd or whatever, but it always has this feeling of something organically just brewing and happening within a room full of uh, creative weirdos. And I really like that aspect of it too. The instrumentation is super, super cool. Like at first you're like, oh yeah, okay, I get it. It's weird. It's um goofy. It's going to use drum machines and out-of-tune guitars and stuff. But then all of a sudden like a really amazing trumpet performance might come in or uh, just all kinds of stuff really well done and thought out and really cool arrangements um things like that that maybe when you first start listening you, you you're not expecting to hear that um i think the songs are deeper than they seem to be which is kind of like what i was just saying like hidden under all that strangeness is some really fun and cool inventive ideas yeah i would say like if we're talking about like recommended if you like or whatever i would definitely say the residents um captain beefheart the holy modal rounders yeah maybe the dead on some level uh but yeah i i just really it was a really fun experience to listen to this and and i don't know if we'll hear more because it sounds like this was a collection of things that happened over many years but if if more does come out or if moody marlin plays uh i definitely will check it out what do you think dan yeah, I'm right there with you, Eric. I think um, I absolutely loved listening to this in a lot of ways. And I don't think this is really surprising to anyone. This is exactly the kind of stuff that I grew up on or really kind of got me interested in music that sort of allowed me to realize that music doesn't always have to be just like, four four pop songs uh doesn't have to be super slick doesn't always have to be just straight ahead rock there, there can be a lot of weird interesting stuff happening you know that's exactly what uh what this is to me it's just really like weird interesting yeah i, I can't think of a better term than like outsider rock music um there's you know, just a lot of like, I agree with you, Eric, that I, I think that this type of stuff, it's always there's all there always seems to be more to it than what you think there there is. And mm -hmm. I, I did hear a lot of um, melody kind of being presented through the griminess Mm -hmm. And I loved the um, sort of random aspect of it. Like you mentioned, it does seem like there was a lot of improvisation going on. Um, I also liked how there were these sort of like weird skits. Like it just, it's, it just sounds like somebody and maybe a group of people kind of having a blast and yeah, writing these songs sort of like maybe as you mentioned, Eric in the moment. And, but at the same time, uh, as you also mentioned, Eric, there does seem to be a um, 
a knowledge of of uh you know like good songwriting here too because there's actually mm. like really good melodies like some of the some of it uh you know reminds me of like sort of like a warped version of like doo-wop you know mm. or something like that uh but it's always kind of presented it seems through like the filter of like yeah you know like drum machines and like weird electronic sounds um sound effects maybe even some voice manipulation which i'm not sure if that's actually being used like if there's actually like a voice box being used or if it's just somebody kind of doing like like imitating a voice or something like mm -hmm. that using their real voice i can't really tell that sometimes so you know i i really i kind of like the mystery of it a little bit too like i like the fact that we don't really know who or what moody marlin is um so the the type of stuff that this reminds me a lot of like baron's in reminds me a lot of that mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned the residence but it really has the feel to me of in particular this uh album from beck stereopathetic soul manure it really has um that sort of feeling and the reason why is because on that record i don't know if you've heard that one or not mm -hmm. eric but it's yeah. kind of like this yeah it's like a an indie record that beck did with you know i think it came out the same day as mellow gold ironically it uh there's some really really badly recorded stuff on that record but then there's also these moments of like pure beauty like the song putting it down or mm. the song um rowboat or something like that are mm. both songs on that record and that i feel like that's kind of what is can the feeling that's kind of conveyed here is just sort of like there's it's like almost like finding like you know beauty and ugliness or something mm -hmm. and when i say ugliness it's like I don't mean that in a bad way because I I don't think this record could be presented any any other way than how it is, mm -hmm. you know, for it to actually be impactful. So I also like the fact that it's split up into just side A and side B because that adds to the mystery of it. Mm -hmm. And it also just kind of forces you to listen to the whole thing like as sort of like almost like one piece, even though it's not. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of like that. Uh, I like it when bands choose to do that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is really um, a really interesting release on. Uh, and I also like the fact that Pokey's records, it kind of shows the uh, the range that Pokey's records yeah. is sort of um, willing to, you know, the, the uh, sort of like the um, ideas that they're willing to explore mm -hmm. and put out and stuff like that, that it's not just going going to be like a, a hardcore punk label or right. or grindcore label or or whatever it is yeah i think that's really cool so. and just so everyone's prepared we're going to talk about two more pokies records releases this episode so yes this episode so in fact, deal with it i guess we're gonna, <laughs> start, what to say. <laughs> we're gonna start with number two right now actually mm -hmm. um so this release is from another pokies records release uh, called Bovinophobic Bile Puddle. The name of this release is BBP. And yeah, this is just straight up intense crust, punk, sludge. 
there's definitely elements of like early grindcore. Like I would say definitely some of this reminded me of like Napalm Death mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. It also is maybe more on the hardcore punk side of things than almost anything else, at least to me. Um, yeah, it's just really gnarly and sounds very grindy. The, the bass sounds almost like a, like a chainsaw or something. <laughs> and it just really, it's really in your face, really fast, really short. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, I, I, it, 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 it's a really, really great release. And I think a great continuation on the type of stuff that Pokey's records is, you know, is kind of starting to become known for, I think bands that have an interesting take on, on this kind of stuff that's happening like right now. I would say that if, um, as far as like the recommended, if you like, I would say like the band hologram who we also reviewed on this show, mm -hmm. this reminded me a lot of that, uh, third face and shapeshifter because what I think a lot of those bands have in common with this is that they're kind of doing this sort of new take on hardcore mixed with sort of like early sludgy grindcore type stuff. But it's still not like when I say sludgy, it's not slow. It's generally like really fast, but then there's also sort of like just a, you know, just a little bit of like experimentation going in there as well. But also I would say if you're into like void, I think that's definitely like a big um, comparison here. Um, I hear some DFL. I hear some bad brains, something like unsane. There was also this band called God Stomper, which this reminded me a lot mm -hmm. of, uh, who did a split with the band Heal Corrupts. Yeah. So it's just really good noisy in your face um really well done sort of like grindcore punk sludge i don't really have anything else to say about that mm -hmm. it's um it's just done really really well uh what did you think of it eric I, I liked it a lot like you said it's really fast and it goes by quickly i i really like like okay so like you said it's really just straight grimy crusty hardcore but it's not exactly just that, you know, I, I, I think it's unfair to say anything is just something, but I think what I like about this a lot is the, the people playing are, they're really young. Like their description on Bandcamp says shitty high school, hardcore noise, sludge, crust, whatever, like, mm -hmm. you know, good attitude. I like it when people are this out there, this young, like they have a lot of time to explore what what this can turn into or the you know a lot of time just to keep honing this sound like it's exciting to me like sometimes like uh if people put out music you're like well yeah this is probably what they're going to be doing forever with this i don't think so i think it really lends itself to becoming different and i think that's cool but yeah uh as far as this recording the sound of it is is lo-fi uh, it was recorded in a basement, um, and you could hear that. But what's cool about it is all of that adds to the urgency of it and the the brutality of it. 
Um, it it is aggressive, but it's also brooding. Like there's a there there's a palpable uh, frustration in this. I don't know if that's the right way to put it, but you, you can sort of hear that. Um, I really like the use of the second vocalist on this. Uh, it was used to emphasize that emotion a little bit um, rather than just having two vocalists singing separate parts over each other. This was more just like it felt like to emphasize certain parts or words or phrases. Um, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed there's a crazy ass siren sound at the end of the song Cheese Fries. Mm, and it goes yes. on way too long. And it's just perfectly punishing. Like you're like, they can't just keep the sound going for this long, but they do. And it's sweet. So anyway, uh, the production on this is just crushingly blown out. Like it had to have just been in the red the whole time. You know, it just it, it just has this overblown sound to it, which um, honestly, the only thing that I had to bait to to compare that to was uh, the song Nervous Breakdown by Black Flag, how mm, it just comes yes. in and you, it's almost like you hear the tape they hit record. You can almost hear them hit record, you know? And then it just comes in and is just blown the fuck out. And and that's sort of what it made me think of. Um, also, the Bad Brains have that element. And musically, I think this was a bit like the Bad Brains too. Um, it also reminded me of a lesser known band called Necros um, mm -hmm. from that same era. So I guess I heard it sort of as an old school hardcore thing but definitely with a lot of new ideas as well yeah so i thought it was cool definitely definitely uh yeah pokey's records man they're killing it for sure uh so on to our third release now this one is a complete sort of like um i was kind of taking a chance on this one because i didn't even uh i mean i just found this randomly uh because I came across, and I don't even remember how I came across this, but this record label out of Des Moines called 5CM Recordings. And um, there's another band um, that did a split with Moscow Puzzles. And uh, they're called Haploid. And I saw, I ended up, uh, well, actually, I guess I do know how I ended up on the 5CM Bandcamp page, uh, was through that rabbit hole. And I found this... Um, this uh, excrete uh, release called waiting. And I just thought it looked and sounded very interesting and boy, was I not disappointed. Um, so I don't know really anything about excrete, except I do know it's one guy and um, he's from Des Moines and makes some, a really interesting take on sort of drone electronic industrial ambient music um i know i i say this a lot about stuff like this but i can't help it it's this is how i guess i interpret things uh but it really does sound to me at times like very science fiction like there's a lot of just really cool exciting noises yeah there's there's a lot of um drum machines here a lot of synths but it's also very oddly catchy and in, in a weird sort of way. Like there's this sort of groove to it that 
almost sounds like something that you could dance to. And in fact, I'm sure you probably could dance to it if you found the right groove to some of this stuff, if not all of it. It's definitely got sort of like a, um, yeah, like an industrial sort of backdrop to it, I guess you could say. But there's also a lot of hip hop influences here. In particular, I remember there was this one track where the beat, the drums just totally sounded like a hip hop beat straight out of the 80s. And then there's also some really great new wave type stuff here. But the drums are very raw sounding and hard hitting. And that's what I really liked about it. It was a very interesting listen. And, um, you know, I kind of think that this is uh, sort of in the same I, I could kind of see like some of the other solo projects that are kind of being done with this sort of thing in mind around the area, like void dweller. I could totally see hmm. being like a, um, like a peer of this, you know, and I'm not sure if those two know each other or I don't even know if excrete has ever played live. I mean, from what I can tell, it, it looks to me like this is maybe a new project. I could be completely wrong about it. Uh, but yeah, if you're really into that kind of stuff, I think this is, uh, this is the, you know, music for you, man. Uh, I, I would say if, uh, if you're into like kill altars, um, a lot of this stuff kind of reminded me of that. I would say, um, and I'm not sure if Eric, um, cause Eric is definitely the bigger fan of, of this group than I am, but from what I've heard of skinny puppy, I definitely heard mm-hmm. a little bit of that in here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in particular, the albums Machine Cuisine and Laws of Ru- Law of Ruins by Six Finger Satellite, mm-hmm. the instrumental of the instrumentals of those records, some of this stuff reminded me of that. Mm-hmm. It's just very, very good stuff. And honestly, I don't have anything more to add, but <laughs> I really enjoyed listening to this a lot. What did you think, Eric? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, it's very much you know in the in the wheelhouse of stuff that i like you know it's so um yeah i i thought it was cool it it's it's like unplaceable in its own way like you can't really say it's one thing or the other um i don't know electronic dance noise i don't that might be something yeah i think i think i think that might be where i was trying to go with it (laughs) yeah uh but yeah really awesome synths uh drum machines all that stuff what i really liked about it a lot though is um the use of panning between the speakers and uh hard panning meaning that it stays there but also like transient panning from one speaker to the other it becomes almost immersive um i didn't listen to this in headphones but i'm sure the experience is the same it just uh it, yeah it's it's it almost makes you feel woozy like it's so swirling and constantly moving around sort of the sonic spectrum or landscape or whatever that it really it is a a little bit transcendent like it it it, you become part of it i know that sounds weird and crazy but that's how i felt so um yeah it's spacey it's angular it's trippy um very uh scientific feeling you know uh but also kind of funky and kind of groove oriented and so 
it, it was a lot of fun to listen to. Um, I don't have a lot to add to what Dan said. I think he covered a lot of what this is. Um, but yeah, if you like what we've said and things we've mentioned, um, I would check it out. I, as far as um, things that it, it made me think of, tobacco, uh, cluster, craftwork, uh, and brainiac, some of their mm, yes. uh, more like um, slower, weirder, uh, more instrumental type pieces. Not necessarily the the crazy pop psycho yeah i don't know i don't know what brainiac does you know you know what i'm saying uh but yeah six finger satellites a great one trans am would be a great comparison too um yeah so if you like any of that stuff you're gonna love this too so yep absolutely yeah i was honestly like you know listening to i listened to it a couple times and the second time i listened to it i liked it even better than the first time yeah so it I think this is going to be on continuing rotation on my Spotify. <laughs> I'm going to listen to it on Bandcamp. And I'm also going to listen to it on Bandcamp. And I might also buy the tape from Bandcamp, Ooh, which yeah. you should too. You should buy all of this music. All of this Bandcamp. music. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Don't go to Spotify because everything just... we cover tonight. Or today, <laughs> go to Bandcamp is available for purchase on Bandcamp, and not just tonight. Anytime that we talk about local releases, yeah, uh, go check them out. And if if you like them and they've got stuff for sale, please, by all means, yeah. purchase their stuff. Because... And you might discover a whole label of things like Dan did with yes, with this exactly five so. cm recordings, pokies records. Yeah. Check it all out because it's all really good stuff. And speaking of Pokey's records, oh, we have yet another one from Pokey. Man, these guys are good. Yeah. And they're putting out <laughs> a lot of stuff. Um, I believe that this is the latest release on Pokey's records, mm. actually. Um, and I do think right now it's number six. But from what I can see, um, there's definitely more in store in 2023. But... If you're into crust punk, sludge, early grindcore, but in a much different way, I think, than bovinophobic bile puddle, you should definitely check out Animals on LSD. The name of the record is Warhorn. Now, this is also, I would say, it has elements of like all of those things that I just said, which I, I realize I also said that about BBP. However, Whereas BBP was more on the hardcore punk side, I think this is actually more on the sludgy side. Although there is definitely some fast stuff. But I would say that this, whereas I would maybe, when I mentioned Napalm Death with BBP, mm -hmm. I talked about like, the, I talked about, I would I would say like their first album Scum. There's a fast side. There's a slow side. Or you could even say like Black Flags My War. There's a fast side. There's a slow side. You know, I would say that this would be more related to like the slow side of like hardcore. But um, yeah, I, I, it's it's really noisy. Um, the production I think is really cool. It again, it just continues down the path of what Pokey's records is putting out which i think is good quality uh newer 
hardcore that's around this area. Um, I just think it's really cool that this kind of stuff is still, you know, being put out um, and still being produced um, these days. And uh, I would say that for me, if you're into, I don't know, there's a little bit of Melvin's, um, like I mentioned, Black Flag, and I would say Void. But also, I would I would say that maybe one of the things that this band has more in common with than some of the other like hardcore bands is the Amphetamine Reptile bands. Like mm. I would say, like early today is the day. I know that that record, mm-hmm. Sadness Will Prevail, you probably would listen to that and be like, what are you talking about? But at one time, Today is the Day was actually more of a noise rock band. Hmm. Um, and so like their first three albums really had that sort of unsane sort of feel to it. Mm-hmm. I would say also like Cop Shoot Cop would definitely be a um, a uh, contender for comparison here. And I would say even the Jesus Lizard to a certain extent. But you know, there definitely is more of a grindy element than mm-hmm. than the Jesus Lizard. But I don't know. Some of the uh, bass lines, some of the guitar parts reminded me of stuff like that a little bit. I think there's a lot going on here. Um, and I think it's, again, it's just a really interesting take on um, this sort of hardcore, grindcore, crust punk sort of like crusty stuff that this label is putting out and like BBP, I can definitely see them exploring some different territories in the future. And Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in um, where animals on LSD is going to go in the future based on this release. Also, if you are going to Google them, I would not just leave the Google search at animals on LSD because I did. (laughs) And they literally showed me pictures of animals on LSD. (laughs) Uh, so you want to put in animals on LSD pokies records or animals on LSD pan camp or something. But if you actually want to see animals on LSD, just leave animals on LSD in the search engine. And it's very interesting. (laughs) So what'd you think, Eric? (laughs) Yeah, I liked animals on LSD. Uh, I had to go to the dark web to find video. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, No, I did (laughs) love this though. It's here's the thing to me this was i don't know how else to say it like dreadfully disorienting mm-hmm. like like the, that today is the day record that we reviewed uh what was it called sadness, sadness will, will prevail. prevail yeah yep that also left me with a similar similar feeling of just kind of dread and bleakness but the difference with this is there's also uh, some serious intensity as well, mm-hmm. but it seems really real. Like I don't doubt for a second that the people making this are dead serious about it, and and that's awesome. Like, but it, it's pretty intense, you know. Uh, the production is cool. I, I love the vocals. Like they're so upfront in the mix, crazy upfront, and I like that a lot. It makes it feel even more even more intense and like dan was saying with the like maybe like the jesus lizard that's something that i could see some sort of comparison to uh i always felt like their vocals were just like it it almost makes the rest of the music duck out it's so loud 
and I love that on this on this release. I think it goes through a lot of different genres, uh, so much so that it's pretty impossible to just put them in one genre. Like it's a really nice melding of a lot of different things to the point that I really feel like they have their own sound, and and that's rare, you know. Um, I loved the vocal samples. I don't know what they're from, but they're also very dark and bleak. But it adds it adds to that overall bleakness. You know, it's like when you hear someone talking and they're telling a, a, a tragic or sad story and there's sound or noise or music underneath, it's hard not to be affected by that. But yeah, I, I just found it uh, to be really dark and I really liked it. The other thing about it, though, that I maybe took differently than Dan was for me, the production reminded me very much of early primitive black metal, maybe proto black metal. I don't know, like Hellhammer, the uh, Celtic Frost or Celtic Frost first releases, Napalm Death, but then also like uh, Millions of Dead Cops, MDC. I heard that in there too, as far as the music. But yeah, it, it, it does a lot of different things and it does them all really well. And it's intense. So I take that as a warning or a recommendation. I don't know. <laughs> this is a warning. Step away from the car. This car is protected, protected by, by Viper. Viper. So right. <laughs> speaking of They Might Be Giants, uh, me and the next uh, person we're going to review. Well, not person. We're going to review his album. Uh we we love they might be giants we once sang the entire discography up through factory showroom uh on our way back from somewhere in a van yeah it was a blast one of my favorite memories so that anyway sounds amazing anyway go on the uh the person we're talking about is brooks strauss who i have the pleasure of uh being really close with he's one of my best friends uh and that's okay. You know, we're going to review things, whether we know the people or not, or if um, we really know them. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Brooks Strauss, the record's called On Vacation, came out, well, this year. So if you're listening to this, chances are you've heard Brooks's music, um, either with uh, his solo stuff, with um, the old Scratch Revival singers, um back in the day what beef wellington um septic yeah, yeah. septic marvin's yeah. hour of power marvin's hour of power so yeah chances are you've heard brooks and but this is this is cool it's not on vacation is not a huge departure as far as like how brooks presents his songs but i really feel like there's a a, a new feeling a new attitude sort of with this it, it kind of feels like Brooks has freed himself from our expectations of him and his expectations of himself. I know that sounds really heady, but it's, it's, you can feel that there's a lightness to this that hasn't been as prominent in his previous things. It's lighter and uh, calmer lyrically, but musically, I think it's deeper and it's more open and it references itself. Like this sounds like Brooke Strauss to me. This doesn't sound like Brooke Strauss sounding like someone else. And 
I think that's really amazing. The songs are, like I was saying, they're kind of free to become what they want to become. Like the songs are open. The writing isn't so tight that we're limited to a certain idea, genre, tempo, mood, atmosphere, any of that is, it's bound to change at some point, or at least it has the freedom to change at any given second. Um, and I think that's really cool. Yeah, the production's amazing. Brooks has an amazing ear. Uh, he can create any sound that he wants to. Uh, he mixes amazingly. Like it, it, If you want to really pay attention to some solid, thorough, and thought-out production, Brooks will provide that for you. The instrumentation, the songs, the performances, all great. I do know that Brooks did all of the vocals on this himself, which is pretty amazing because a lot of them are uh, very high. <laughs> Some of them are very low, like he has a, a great range and he shows that off. Um, overall, just a really great, deep, indie, freak folk record. And I, I can't say enough about it. I, I love Brooks. I love his music. And you should check it out. Um, I guess as far as things I could compare it to, uh, Donovan, maybe, Oneida, Love, The Zombies. It has a, a, a kind of a 60s freak folk feel to it, more so than a modern freak folk feel to it. Uh, yeah, like I said, I can't really say enough about it, except you should go go give it a listen because you're going to like it. What do you think, Dan? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I really don't have too much more to add to it than what you said, because I pretty much, I mean, literally... Eric almost verbatim, mm -hmm. uh, but it, I guess maybe in a different way, uh, pretty much wrote down a very similar account on, mm -hmm. on, on this record. Um, so what I wrote was, this is exactly what I'd, what I'd expect from Brooks. However, um, there's elements that are sort of new that I've, mm -hmm. and, and that's kind of how it always is with Brooks's records. Yeah. Like Brooks's music, you kind of know what to expect, but there's always kind of curveballs mm -hmm. sort of like thrown as well. I think that Brooks likes to sort of have the, have the listener comfortable enough that they want to keep listening, but then also still want you to sort of be on your toes. Like, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it seems like he's, he's kind of almost, he has this like musical communication where he kind of wants to, okay, well, you know, now you're getting a little too comfortable. So I'm going to throw in like mm -hmm. some weird instrument or something that I've never, you know, really mm -hmm. had on a recording or I'm going to do like a, a vocal over overdub to make my voice sound completely like dreamy and like psychotic or, or, or beautiful or whatever. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I definitely do definitely do get the feeling that uh, there's something about this record that is a lot more relaxed than a lot mm -hmm. of his previous stuff for sure. Doesn't seem like he's as maybe as angry as he once mm -hmm. was. Um, Cause you know, musically, if you go back to, uh, to the discography of Brooks, there is a lot of like angry music there that is, that I think was also really, you know, necessary for the time i guess mm -hmm. and this is just kind of my observation of knowing i know brooks 
about as as good as you do in in some ways, Eric. But mm-hmm. also, I know him differently than you do. Sure. Brooks was. Um, we talked about this. Brooks was a childhood friend of mine. Um, we kind of stopped really hanging out a lot, like around high school. But we always mm-hmm. kind of ran around in similar circles. And in fact, we both discovered Eric's music. <laughs> you know. <laughs> kind of around the same time but like um it's really um it's really good man i mean that's really all i can all i can say one one thing that i really like is um the second track it has these like sort of like dreamy vocals Mm -hmm. you were kind of talking about how the vocal his vocal pitch kind of goes up and down and and like on this particular song he had like the this sort of like I don't know if he he kind of did like overdubs where he did like one track of sort of like his normal voice. And then the other track was he was doing like a higher register, but it, it came together and made this like really like almost like a shoegazy effect. Mm-hmm. If, if you know what I mean, at least that's how I heard it. And yeah, it's absolutely amazing to be honest with you. Um, I've always thought that Brooks was a great songwriter. Um, always has been. Uh, has always been uh, talented and uh, yeah, this is just a continuation of that talent. Really. Um, it There's elements of folk Americana. Definitely. There's, there's, you know, a lot of different instruments on it. Minimal percussion, mm-hmm. which I really kind of like. Yeah. I, I don't really know who I would compare this to. I, I think that like, it totally sounds like Brooks Strauss mm-hmm. and, you know, if 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 you kind of go back and you explore his discography on his band camp, you could it totally makes sense that he would end up here in 2022, I think. But I would say if you're into like Bonnie Prince Billy, mm-hmm. um, Brooks has always kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Um, yeah, I definitely hear like Donovan, not in sound, but in presentation. Like mm-hmm. I think if you're just into good singer-songwriter stuff, you're gonna like it. I mean, and especially if you're a fan of Brooks's music, mm-hmm. period. I just, I don't see how you wouldn't like this. I, I honestly, I think this is one of my favorite things I've heard from Brooks, actually. To be yeah, honest. it is. It is mine, too. I forgot to yeah. mention that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is like I, I it's really great. I also like the fact that it was uh, only seven songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that was kind of like the perfect amount. Like, yeah. I, you know he didn't seem like he was trying to overdo anything, mm-hmm. you know, and that was For great. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that you're a childhood friend of Brooks and I was an adult friend of Brooks, which means right. we, we, we got into some dirty stuff. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's we, true. Have a, we have a very adult friendship. That's all I'm trying to say. Yes, yes, yes. You, um, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it'll be the end of the year next yep. by the next episode. Yeah. So we are going to uh, review our Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I almost <laughs> forgot how much I complained about that. <laughs> oh man, wouldn't it be funny? Spotify, <laughs> it's like who cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so, just, we don't need your approval i think it would be awesome if spotify was ran by an old guy <laughs> with a cigar named spotify like it's like well we got to go ask spotify <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. <laughs> I'm imagining the guy on the cover of Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, <laughs> Stinking Rich. Is that the yeah, Warren yeah, album? Yeah, yes, yes, the yeah. Warren album. That's yes. what Spotify the man looks like. <laughs> Spotify, man. <laughs> I don't care. Like you... Give them four thousandths of a cent. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, like You're about thing. to hear two heart attacks live on the air. Right now. <laughs> Spotify the man. Let's uh, Spotify the man. Okay. Anyway, we gotta go. Holy. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, get a hold of us uh, if you want us to complain about anything else. Just hit us. <laughs> up on uh you know instagram and you guys you guys have a good uh have a good day week night whatever it is when you're listening mm-hmm. to this thank you for listening and yeah. next time you're going to hear us talk about our top 10 favorite releases of 2022 oh shit wait are we going to do 10 yeah we can do 10 okay i'll, I didn't I'll know find we something that was good <laughs> <laughs> we listened to a lot of music that came out this year uh, did you hate it all just secretly? <laughs> no. I was just oh. I was just playing the boomer for a second. <laughs> playing the boomer. Yeah. So you're playing the boomer and Spotify the man. Oh my god. <sighs> Alright. <laughs> Bye, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or coughs, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine.